everybody, just a reminder to go see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock, 502 Texas Avenue. Best beer in Lubbock by far. Brendan and I can both attest to it. Great guys, great place to hang out with friends and great food trucks out there as well. But they were voted the best place to have a beer in Lubbock best of the west for this year so go down and see our friends down at two docks in downtown lubbock now let's get to rrs in 10 hey how's it going everybody welcome into rrs in 10 it is thursday as Casey Cowan would say, happy little Friday. Um, I am R.C. Maxfield alongside Brandon Solis. Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing good. One step closer to Sweet 16 for the remaining teams. Uh, unfortunately, wow. no basketball to look forward to. For, um, I mean, I still look forward to the basketball, but um, trying to see how Baylor looks and just kind of see how the season ends and wrap it up and toss it away. Tell me your bold take of the Sweet 16 real quick before we jump into the Texas oh, Roberts makes it to the Elite Eight and Final Four. I'm not even going to say mine because mine's not bold. bold anymore. All right, I'm out. Um, there you go. <laughs> mine's not bold enough. Kind it's of, just I'm not. Kind of a, I'm kind of intrigued, though. No, no. Mine is that Oregon beats Gonzaga. That's a good one. I like that. That's that's mine. Um, I think Oregon plays in the national title game. Okay. Okay. That's what I, I think. Who Tyler Shuck would be uh, – rooting for i would hope that it's oregon because he doesn't have to root for texas tech since you're the one who brought it up i don't feel bad about it anymore um (laughs) but in athletics today not much going on outside of track and field they'll be down in austin participating in the texas relays um at the university of texas outside of that there is no events in texas tech athletics going on today um tomorrow and the weekend very different story, but we'll uh, update you on that tomorrow. Brandon and I, we went to uh, the first open practice of the Tyler Shuck era, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, uh, for Texas Tech today. He wasn't in all pads. He was just wearing a helmet, as Brandon mentioned in the write-up. You can check that out on redridersports.com. Um, he was wearing black sweatpants, it looked like. Um, and also was just dropping dimes for the most part out there. What mm-hmm. were your overall thoughts of uh, the first in-person encounter you've had watching uh, Tyler Shuck? I mean, I get the whole uh, competing for the starting job kind of, you know, philosophy kind of, you know, saying everybody has a chance, but it's a Tyler Shuck show. I mean, that, that guy's amazing. That guy looked really good two days in because uh, they did practice yesterday and uh, yesterday morning or two, two days ago, excuse me. They practiced yesterday. Um, when we saw them and they practiced 6 a.m which was a little different but um nonetheless a few days in he looks like he kind of just has control of uh the offense he's you know he's signaling people here signaling people there uh taking coaching very well got a lot of reps uh from what we saw in the however long we were out there for the we were about, nine we were periods out there. yeah i was gonna say nine periods yep which is i don't know they give us five minutes a period or five minutes depends period. Yeah. yeah so 45 minutes out there and kind of just paying attention to him while trying to take everything else in. He looked good, accurate, has a lot of zip on the ball, and just kind of looks looks calm and confident, as Coach Well said. And uh, that's impressive uh, coming in day two of spring ball. Yeah, he 
the the first portion we got to see was the quarterbacks were on the far field and um Cumbie, the the main focus for him today was quarterbacks. He didn't go with any other position. He didn't really even venture away from any other position um, outside of the quarterbacks, which was kind of telling to me because the two previous practices that we had seen, yeah, he focused on quarterbacks, but he wasn't afraid to go talk to a wide receiver. He wasn't afraid to go talk to an offensive lineman. And I don't want to say that Cumbie um, didn't go and talk to those positions, but his you could tell that his main focus today more so than the previous two practices we've had was, Hey, I am going to follow the quarterbacks and I am going to make sure they're doing what they need to do. And you mentioned it in the article um, that really, I thought three QBs got a majority of the reps today. And um, obviously Tyler Shuck got a majority of them. Henry Columbia was second in line, then Donovan Smith. And then Baron Morton came in and probably got what three, four maybe five snaps that we saw Brandon and then you really didn't see Maverick MacGyver um, or anybody else out there um, it was really just those three quarterbacks in terms of Shuck Columbia and Smith and again you mentioned it Shuck just he looks like a pro man he he, he just looks like a pro and and yeah, I, I don't know if any other way to just describe him it, it's just he looks different from every other quarterback on this roster in a really good way. Yeah, it's funny you bring up Maverick because I think Coach Wells even said uh, he kind of broke down the quarterbacks a little bit and mentioned that Maverick hasn't seen the field a lot. And he kind of just playing out said it just he needs more reps. He said everybody needs more reps. Uh, the thing with Donovan Smith is he needs more reps. The thing with uh, Shuck, he needs more reps that he's a new system, you know, and just stuff like that. But then he got to Maverick and said, you know, he hasn't really seen the field much. So I thought that was kind of interesting, marking him off as a potential starter there. Um, but nonetheless, I think uh, Columbia's shown a lot. I'm not taking away from Columbia at all. I, I like what I've seen from him this year. People are going to hate that I said that. I think it's the Tyler Shuck show. But uh, Henry, once again, nope, I just nope. see him being you think Henry Columbia is going to be the starting quarterback? You heard that. <laughs> Brandon Solis said that Two win Henry Columbia will be the starting quarterback for Texas Tech. In NRG, you, you heard it here first. It was Brandon Solis that said it. If it actually happens, I mean, don't come, don't come after me. <laughs> I, I'm with you though. It's, it's Shuck at this point. It's like, Shuck, I mean, yeah. they're, 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 I don't, I don't envision a way outside of injury, knock on wood, mm-hmm. that it's not Tyler Shuck. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it would, it would shock me <laughs> or it would. If Shucky, you know what, I'm not going to go there. Um, no. um, one, uh, one, if it's not for some reason, if it's not Tyler Shuck, it's going to be Henry Columbia. If it's for some reason not Henry, it's going to be Donovan Smith. I think yeah. that uh, those are the three front runners. And I think Baron Morton might pull, uh, what was it, Alan Bowman? If somehow, you know, stuff was to hit the fan, I think you're going freshman over Maverick. And I think that might surprise a little bit, a little bit of people. Yeah, I unless Parker, because Parker, the transfer McNeil, he looks good too. He's he's not used to level competition. He might get Jackson Tynard, but um, don't uh, say that. Not, name. That's not, disgusting. Not taken away from what I've seen from them because they're all competing. But um, main point, those three are just. I think they're just ahead of everybody else. No, and I you agree. have seven of them. Yeah, there's 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 not enough footballs to go around. Um, in that regard, what stood out to you? I know that there was one player that really caught your eye early on. It was in the first drill when we got there. They were doing the Oklahoma drill, but Kobe Miner 
yeah. really stood out to you today. Yeah, I know. I heard a lot about him in high school and stuff. He was, uh, I think he led his team his senior year, was like an all-district kind of guy. Played uh, against Oklahoma last year in that beating for like a snap in special teams. But other than that, um, he's kind of a guy that's running his own race, according to Coach Wells. He is uh, taking the right steps, and he's shown flashes. The thing with him, though, is he needs to kind of stack that on um, performance at performance. And we're early spring, still a young guy. And uh, I think you mentioned it to me before we started recording. The DBs in general have looked like the best kind of unit, even though we're standing really close to them. Yeah. And we get to see Coach Jones. And we're talking DBs. I think I want to specify corners because the safeties sometimes are doing their own thing. And uh, yes. Coach Jones stays with the actual corners and coaches them all up. And they're all paying attention. They're all listening. But uh, And Kobe's one of those guys. And I think he's going to be really good for you later down the road. Don't know if it'll be this year, but I think maybe uh, in years to come, once the Adrian Fries and you know, the other McPherson, you know, head out and all these transfers you got in once they're kind of gone and the new, the new guys kind of step up. I think Kobe Miner's going to be one of those guys for you, but uh, you said first play, I we'll get to it. I kind of want to hear what you think about Miner, but uh, Austin McNamara, let's get to him next. Cause he was impressive. He was the only one that actually looked like he could kick into a wind. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Like a, a gust of wind. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, the first couple of punts we saw was, uh, I don't want to sell the. I don't want to sell the guys short. It was probably what I mean. And, and oh, yeah, let's preface this: it was this. blowing. It was blowing. Um, those punts and weren't Coles. going th- 30, 35 yards tops. Yeah, maybe. and then Austin McNamara comes in here, same wind and everything. I I would venture to say it was at least fifty. Oh yeah, that's what I was trying to count. And it was funny because I can't remember who, what coach it was. It might have been Tom Riddle. It might have been somebody or Cosgrove. It was Tom Riddle who was said it if the wind is blowing, yeah, no, 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 no. Wind. It was Wells. It was Wells. Oh, yeah, it's Coach Wells. If the wind's blowing, step up. It's, it's not going to go that far to the, saying that to the returners. Yeah. And then McNamara comes in and just sends one over their heads, and they're kind of just looking at each other. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because, like, you, you obviously don't know what he said, but Matt Wells, I noticed, went over to those guys afterwards and said yeah. something to them, and they just cracked up laughing um, kind of deal. So I can only venture to say he said, well, unless it's that guy kicking or something like that, you yeah. know? Um, but it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, Cause I was like, man, they're just not kicking the ball very deep today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was a breeze and everything, but then you just see Austin McNamara step up. He had one punt today that we saw. And that was it. And it was that, it was that one punt. And I was like, all right, well, that's all you need to do today. Um, overall though, I, I, I did want to talk about um, not even minor. I wanted to talk about Rashad Williams, the UCLA yes. transfer. He is, and please do not hear what I'm not trying to, what I'm not saying here. He's got the length of a Nelson at the CB position. And I know that is a trigger name for tech fans and CBs at this university. I get it. Um, Wait, what did you say? Who? Nelson. Justice like Justice Nelson. Nelson? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's you're a, right. That's a, that's a, that's a trigger and I get it, but he's so long. And the thing is about Williams that, kind of seems different and again we're what three practices in that we've seen oh uh, yeah four yeah, um, three that we've seen i think he wants the physicality it seems like um on a lot of it and again things can change his practice um but what we've seen is he's getting a little bit more physical he uses his reach really really well mm-hmm. um and knows how to keep his dominant hand free so he can make a play on the ball um in these drills that we've seen again it's drills and we're not trying to overhype these guys. It's just what we've seen and who stood out. Um, but again, it's 
It's all about Tyler Shuck. I mean, let's be honest. That's all. I think uh, before we get off of Williams real quick, uh, I don't know if you heard Coach Jones. I was kind of paying attention to him. I think you might have been looking another way or you might have heard it. But uh, he told Kobe one time, um, you don't have the the arms that I heard that, that, uh, you know, that uh, Williams has. He's like, you can't use that. I thought that was interesting because but then he, you know, he uh, taught Kobe how to, you know, use his arms and his ability to still keep the receiver at this point. I think it was like Adrian Fryer, somebody in the drill, keep him at bay. But yeah, that I thought that was uh, some low key praise right there for just. I mean, you can't coach that, obviously. Like, you can't coach the length of his arms, but uh, no, just some I mean, praise for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a guy to watch. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Malik Dunlap fits into that situation. We saw him yeah. in street clothes today just because, again, he had surgery. He's not going to participate um, in spring practice at all. Uh, we saw Eric Monroe rehabbing inside. Um, but, I mean, again, you know, those DBs, they – they look good, and it looks like Adrian Fry. Um, you mentioned it in previous podcasts where he he kind of goes off, and when I say off, I mean he's not in that particular drill, but he goes off and he replicates the drill going on without being mm-hmm. in the drill. And he, I saw that again today a couple times, so that was good to see. He's really working hard to get back to that freshman All-American level that he was at. Um, and maybe who knows with guys like Dunlap as well as Williams back there helping him and DeMarcus Fields is there. We don't talk about the Nar- DeMarcus Fields enough, um, but I think there's just a level of expectation in that DB room that he's going to be good um, or at least solid for you. Um, maybe the, the secondary, if it gets a, you know, a guy to step up, maybe like a minor this year, they'll have a little bit of depth because you got those safeties now with, um, by the way, Seth Collins is just a freak of an athlete. We all knew that already, but I just want to reiterate that and give some praise to him. Um, You hopefully have Monroe. You hopefully have waters back there. The secondary by no means is going to be, Oh my goodness, that's the best secondary in the conference, but it's going to be a step up from what you had, I think. So um, at least from what we've seen. And again, we haven't really seen them in a lot of live action. I really want to see them, here in the coming days. And I think on Saturday they will uh, have a little bit more offense, defensive type drills uh, before the scrimmage next week, but it'll be interesting to see because I want to see again, Tyler Shuck, how much does he get to play in these scrimmages? How much of the playbook does Sonny Cumbie actually think he knows he's had the playbook for a while now, as we know, but he just looks different from every quarterback you have on that roster. You and I said it to each other. I said it to you at least two or three times. I know you said it to me once where he just looks different. He looks like a damn pro, you know, Mm -hmm. like he just looks like a damn pro. And, um, you know, that, that that's weird to say about a guy that was literally wearing joggers and a football (laughs) helmet. It's weird to say, but he looked uh, like a pro. Yeah. He goes full pad Saturday. So we'll see. And I want, you know, we're just getting to see him in practice. I mean, like you've said, before we keep saying and reiterating only a portion of practice what we see him in um but excited to see him in game action because i mean tj Storman said it himself he thinks this team that the offensive line's already starting to mesh so that's a good start and once they actually get in full swing that they'll be ready to go uh to go win and score points so that was kind of a breath of fresh air there and it seems like to me i, I don't know how you feel about it we don't get to see the o-line a bunch but when we do see them 
the five guys that you and I have reiterated in the positions that we've said are in those positions, right? So uh-huh. we're talking about Stormont at left tackle. We're talking yes. about right at left guard. We're talking about Deaton at center. Um, and then obviously we're talking about Berger at right guard and then Rogers mm-hmm. at right tackle. So really everything that we've talked about, that looks like, again, very early on in spring, things can change. But that kind of looks like the unit that um, TJ is talking about in that regard. Um, and there's a lot of experience there. There's quality players there. I mean, you got an all Big 12 guy and then a guy in Berger who was an elite tackle when he was at Wofford, obviously different level of competition. And you saw guys like Deaton, who's played a lot. Wright was, I think, underappreciated at times last year on that left side, um, just because was he great? Probably not, but he was consistent at least. Um, and he was out there and reliable. And then you saw um, Rogers show flashes um, as a true freshman. So I think it's going to be interesting. But if that's the line you have, and it looks like as of right now, from what we've seen set wise, it looks like Trey Cleveland has that yeah. outside receiver position. I don't want to say locked up, but he's got a lead on it because every time that they go out there, it's Eric Uzakama on the right, Trey Cleveland on the left on the outside. And then you got miles price on the inside. So mm-hmm. um, it looks like he's kind of got up. that. He's got, he's got a, he's got a lead on that position. Mm-hmm. I should say. And Travis Koontz looks like a little different out there. Body wise. I was kind of taking a look at him and uh, he looks like he's a little bit more developed with Shoals. So that's nice to, nice to uh, see. But I mean, Mason Tharp and uh, Jed castles, and you see these six foot eight, six foot seven t- tight ends. You just want, I mean, that, that's That offense is going to get young quickly um with you know like in a year or two because i know if shuck uh has three years of eligibility i don't see him you know waste or using it at all here but um nonetheless, and you don't Caleb mean he's going to transfer you just no, think he's going to go pro yeah yeah okay. just want to uh, just want to put that point out there so you don't get just destroyed for real and uh cleveland and price and then you got a uh, you know you got cam valdez coming later um, with that uh, fresh freshman running back, and you still got a young running back group a little bit. So yeah, you Roger only have four of your class. You only have four of your freshman class here, and they're uh-huh. all on the offensive side of the football. Yep, and Baron Morton's one of them. And yep, you know, you, your future is starting to kind of shape up. And I know a lot of people were kind of upset with the 2022, 21, or the 2022 recruiting class and just all that stuff. But you know, well, Will's talked about now, that. That that's a that's a good plug for the site. Wells talked to Matt Claire about that. Yes. Um, where they're not going to have as big as a 2022 class just because of the classes that they've had due to the year prior to COVID and the COVID year, where, you know, the shucks of the world and stuff like that will count against that scholarship and they're going to keep them for a while. So they're not going to have as big as classes anymore because they assume, um, not assume, but they know that some guys are going to stay longer just because of that. Yeah. And, you know, you can't you can't just harp on that all like, you know, some people do on the board or some people do on Twitter, Facebook, wherever they do it. Yeah. You know, I'm excited for this, uh, for these younger guys and Mason Tharp and Jed Castles are right up there and the young guys and even Holcomb, Holcomb looked pretty good out there. And, um, you know, just seeing them still stick with the tight end using and run blocks, using that 11 personnel. Um, I'm pretty excited for, for what I saw. And I think we saw some interesting formations out there too today, but um, yeah, uh, they, yeah, they... just kind of, I mean, go ahead. They they ran a lot of 11 personnel, but they were running, what would you say, three to five plays of five wide? Yeah, the, yeah, there was a few plays where they kind of just attacked down the field. Yeah. yeah but, was, um, yeah. When's game one? 
Oh, September 4th, man. Um, September 4th. By the way, on this article, by the way, go ahead and check it out. It's uh, the takeaways. Texas Tech wraps up fourth day of practice. Uh, Brandon Solis and his great writing, and he just happened to put a couple of random thoughts that I had in there. Um, Did you notice by chance that Tyler Shuck is putting the horns down? I did not. In the the picture? I didn't know if he did that on purpose or not. Link is opening up. And Matt Wells, you got some gifts right here. He is. He's got the horns down. Yeah, I wonder what. Yeah. We should have known it from the get go. I did do that on purpose now that I think about it. I did. did. I I would have just taken credit for it if I was you and been like, yeah, I I actually was the one that took the photo or something, even though it's clearly a piece. Yeah. Um, They don't even know. But yeah, Yeah. horns down. There you go. Abilene Christian. He's already got it down. Yeah. At least uh, I I just want to say this. Don't do it in the game. Well, I just hope Shuck is more impactful than the guy on the Abilene Christian team that did that. Hey, man. He didn't play you're, a minute. You're, you're the little man, and you take down that 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 team that a lot of, some people had in the Final Four. You uh, yeah. you cherish that. Well, I'm just talking about minutes. The guy oh, didn't yeah, play no, a minute. I mean, if, if I didn't play a minute and we took down Texas, I'd I'd be doing the same thing, though. That's just me. I guess you're right. If you're on scholarship, flex on them. Um, what, $120 million uh, surge into your university, the president said, since they upset Texas. Started. I was this isn't an ACU podcast, but. Yeah, I was about to say something on there, but I will uh, keep my mouth shut. Um, The next time that we can see them will be on Saturday. I will try and venture out there. I don't know if Brandon's going to actually be able to get there or not. Saturday Saturday morning, I believe. Um, I might try. And that'll be the first time that we see Chuck in full pads. Um, And then next week, coming up really, really fast, actually. first scrimmage of the spring football Mm. season for Texas Tech. But overall, um, you look at the standouts for Texas Tech in the fourth practice that we saw, Mason Tharp and his blocking. You had Chucks out there who was taking a lot of the punt returns. Brandon mentioned that Austin McNamara was really, really good in his, well, one punt, I guess. Um, Kobe Miner stood out, and then obviously Tyler Shuck just looked like he he, he was a step above every other quarterback Texas Tech had on the roster. You got anything else before we wrap it up, Brandon? Uh, no, I think you hit everything. and excited to get back to talking baseball here soon, but nonetheless, love football and uh, love what we saw today. So, Yeah, it's good. to At least we got something to look forward to. Um, a lot There's of schools. Hope. Yeah, a lot of schools uh, would uh, like to have a Tyler Shuck of the world. By the way, do you have that Dickens stat? on you by chance the whole thing about the um quarterbacks and yeah do you have that that stat on you yeah i do actually it's been i think since the last time you had a four-star five-star start a game was in 2009 um when you lost to the Ole Miss in the cotton bowl and that was graham harrell ever since then all your prospects have been three stars the longest drop little asterisks um Jackson Tyner was a two two star, and he he actually started as well for the Red Raiders, as you know. The longest drought, if power five, and power five, wild wild stuff. He's Brandon. I'm RC. Appreciate y'all listening to RRS and Ten. As always, y'all know where to get the latest Texas Tech athletics news. It's RedRaiderSports.com.